Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divinity Life Podcast. I pray that you're all doing well and that this finds you standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Um, We're back with another episode of Kingdom Conversations, and tonight I'm going to deliver a prophetic word or warning from the Lord. Um, And uh, tonight's message is called Cardiology. Um, cardiology. The Lord has been speaking a lot uh, concerning the heart lately, and he told me that um, he wants me to stay there. He wants me to stay there because actually this is where I've been for the past several months. Um, And during my time away, uh, he was, you know, dealing with my heart. And I want to share from my experience a little bit tonight, if you don't mind. Uh, just to be open and transparent. I just want to be open. I just want to be transparent with you all and uh, share with you part of my experience. You know, maybe perhaps it will bring healing in life to someone else. Um, I honestly believe that transparency is something that uh, the body of Christ is really lacking. We're deficient in that area, uh, in the area of transparency and truth. Um, Sometimes, you know, the truth can be hard to receive or to even perceive, and I am a witness of that. But when we're faced with the truth, the only way that we can truly get free is to receive it. And so um, uh, often transparency has to do with speaking the truth, you know, just for what it is with no, no filter, no sugar, no cream, right? And so... um, We need more transparency um, in the body of Christ. And I really feel that this would be uh, the key ingredient that would bring us together in the unity that God is calling for. Um, He wants us to be unified. He wants us to be uh, to walk together in love and in unity. He does not want us to be um, separated from each other, scattered abroad. He doesn't want us to be divided uh, either. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to share a little bit from my experience and then I'm going to give you the word of the Lord as he gave it to me. So I hope you don't mind if I'm reading from my notes. I'm reading from my actual notes. I don't take notes and messages from other people. Uh, So, you know, these are my notes. It's not someone's blog, etc. And uh, they're here on my computer screen in front of me. So I'll be sharing the word exactly the way he gave it to me. Um, That means I won't be really like diving into scripture and teaching from it and things like that today. So, you know, let me go ahead and share what I need to share with you all. Um, And I really pray that this brings healing and life to someone who needs it. Also, by the way, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and all of that. But please share this message because it's a very vital word for the body of Christ. Um, When I was away uh, during my, uh, I think it was a three-month time, I wasn't really counting. (laughs) But um, the main thing that the Lord was showing me was my heart. He was showing me uh, issues in my heart. Uh, you know, I'm a person who often self-examines um, and, uh, you know, I can, also, I can also become very critical of myself if I'm not careful. And uh, one of the things that the Lord showed me or the biggest thing that he showed me in my heart was um, soul ties, that I was still tied to a spirit called Jezebel. Okay. Um, 
and I went through a period of inner healing. I went through a period of deliverance, pruning, and all of that. Um, and that is why I can sit here today and tell you that I'm honestly not the same as I was before. Um, during that time, he showed me this spirit for what it was. He showed me how the spirit of Jezebel uses religion um, to manifest these, the Antichrist spirit and the Antichrist agenda in the earth. Um, and this is something that we actually see everywhere, but sometimes our eyes are wide shut. Um, he showed me that I had soul ties that had not been dealt with. Um, and they were causing complications in my heart. And I will tell you, I often, uh, would receive stabbing pains in my heart just out of nowhere, like in my chest. Um, and I actually began to get sick. I will tell you the truth. I actually began to get sick. I did not have COVID, but I was getting sick. And, um, I was asking the Lord, what is this? Where is this coming from? You know, am I not doing what you want me to do? You know, is there any, uh, sin in my life that's causing this? What's happening to me? What's happening to me? Um, and, uh, the Lord showed me where, um, he reminded me of a word, uh, that my sister gave to me before I went away. And she was, sh she was sharing with me that the word that, you know, that I deliver is definitely the word of the Lord, you know, um, and it's always on point, she said, but she said that sometimes the delivery, um, was a bit, you know, uh, rough. And I've always kind of known that, you know, I had a rough side, you know, uh, probably because of my life experiences, um, just, you know, growing up in situations and, um, areas, you know, that were rough, right? Street life, thug life, gangster life, streets of Denver, the streets, streets of LA, the streets of, you know, it, it, it listen, my testimony video is on my website. If you'd like to see more or hear more about that, my story. So I'm not going to go into it here, but I'm saying this because often it is where we come from, um, that, you know, the enemy uses our past, our history to direct us in a certain path. You may wonder why or how you found yourself in a certain location in a certain church, you know, in a certain this or that, or among certain people, how did you find yourself there? Right. Um, sometimes, you know, as the Bible says that the Lord directs our steps, um, if we're not careful and especially before we're born again, you know, the devil can direct our steps. Okay. Um, and we can find ourselves in places and it, we can find ourselves in places and in things and making decisions that are not the will of God, landing us in places with people that were not the will of God for our lives. And so um, the Lord was showing me these soul ties 
And, um, you know, because I began to ask God, okay, Lord, why is my delivery so rough? Is there something more that I don't know? Is there something I'm not seeing, you know? And uh, yes, there was a very big something that I wasn't seeing. Uh, and I was blind to the fact. And, um, you know, the, um, the soul ties were coming from places that I picked up things from relationships, um, connections, right? Being connected to uh, certain church leaders, um, certain people, okay? Um, again, my testimony video is on my website if you'd like to learn more about that. But I found myself in a intimate relationship, a three to four year intimate relationship with a um, church leader. Um, and this was, oh goodness, back in uh, the early uh, 2000s, around 2008 to 2012 um, or so. But um, I ended up, you know, leaving that place. And I won't go into details uh, here because, you know, for the sake of time and for other reasons. But um, when you become intimate with a spirit, okay, um, and I'm going to call this spirit Jezebel because that's just the truth and that's what it is. Uh, some of us found ourselves in occultic like like churches or cult is it a cultic or cult churches um that are ruled by the spirit of jezebel and um this it was definitely you know a spirit that was ruling not only that church but multiple churches that i served in and i didn't realize it i couldn't see it because it was inside me um when you have an intimate relationship with someone, I'll just say someone, anyone, and many of you know this, a soul tie is formed and that person leaves parts of their soul inside you. Um, you know, they enter you. They leave parts of their soul inside you. When you have already been carrying things, and then someone comes along and leaves even more corruption or, or more, you know, unclean things in your soul, right? And these things are left unchecked or undealt uh, with head on. It's going to cause you complications. My sister, my brother, I'm telling you, it's going to cause you serious complications um, down, the world, down the road. Um, especially in the area of ministry, when you go into ministry and these things are not completely uprooted and destroyed, right? Um, you, we can, we often think we're okay because we're not where we used to be or we're separated from people, um, that we used to be connected to, but soul ties work in the area of the spirit, right? They don't, you know, it's, it's not just merely a physical thing it is more deeply rooted than that it is an actual spiritual thing a spiritual tie
just like when a baby is connected to its mother by the umbilical cord. Once the baby is delivered, the doctor has to go in and physically cut that tie, cut that cord. If the cord is not cut, you know, that baby will experience complications along with the mother. And so I'm saying this so that you all can be mindful to um, examine your hearts. I encourage you. I beseech you. I beg you in the name of the Lord to examine your heart. Uh, check the foundation, the soil of your heart. Um, check the thoughts that come in and out of your heart. How those thoughts are how those thoughts are processed. Where those thoughts are coming from. Um, what is the root so source? What is the root cause of that thought? Is it coming from you? Is it coming from God, the word of God? Or is it coming from another spirit? Is it coming from another person's mindset? In other words, is it coming from another source, right? We really, really um, need to be checking our hearts especially during this time, uh, you know, going into this new year, 5783, we're standing on the brink of a new year right now. And um, God wants us to examine our hearts because he really wants to um, not only clean out our hearts, but he wants to give us a new heart. He wants to give us a new heart. Um, he wants to give us a new mind, which is actually the mind of Christ, uh, a heart that can actually see as he sees, right? So the Lord began to show me faces uh, of people that I was still connected to from my past uh, where the roots were not destroyed. The roots of that connection were not utterly destroyed. And um, he began to deal with the root. He began to deal with the roots. Um, you know, I had to look at the roots. I had to physically look at it. I had to physically examine what it was producing. I had to physically renounce the root and tell God that I don't want this anymore. I want this destroyed immediately. And so um, that was my journey. That was my process. And I will tell you that uh, in the course of that, I began to see more clearly than I've ever seen before. My spiritual sight, my spiritual sight became so clear. Um, and I began to see things and see people as they really were, as they really were. Um, I even had to go and apologize to some people, too. I will tell you that. Um, so, you know, as I said before, it, it, it's a humiliating work, you know, that God did within me. And, and you know, it really takes um, humility. It takes you just not even caring what people think about you or what people, you know, how people may view you, you know, etc. It, it really takes coming all the way down. I know sometimes we say, you know, you know, we get on our knees and things like that. But the Lord wants us to come all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. And so um, it humiliated me. It um, 
brought me very low. And so I want to share this word with you before my battery dies. Um, and I want to share this word in love. Um, I am not here to, you know, condemn anyone. Obviously, I just shared with you my story. Um, but the Lord said to remind them of the prophetic word that he gave us for 2022 and beyond from the book of Haggai. Um, if you read the entire book of Haggai, it's very, very short, uh, kind of like the book of Jude. Um, he said that he wanted us to build, right? He wanted us to build his kingdom, build his house, and that he wants to uh, bless us. He wants to bless us. He wants to um, give us the glory of the Gentiles, the glory of the Gentiles or the wealth of the Gentiles even, um, which which is what many is calling which is what many are calling the great wealth transfer uh, these days and um, you know God wants to do that he also said in that message though that he wants us to grow this year um, if you don't remember the message I'll link it below he wants us to grow and he gave me this acronym G R O W from the word grow and he said get rid of weeds get rid of weeds. And so um, I'll give you this word that he gave me. He said that weeds, um, as we know, or tares, uh, as the scripture refers to them, are often undetectable until they grow up and begin to wrap themselves around and choke out the good fruit that was planted, right? Uh, kind of like a snake, or we could say a garden snake. God wants us to watch, nurture, and manifest the fruit of his spirit, his Holy Spirit, that he planted within us. He wants us to actually grow that fruit. Um, he wants to see a return on that. Um, he wants us to take on the position of a gardener and work on that fruit, work in that garden until it, be, it comes, until the fruit comes to full maturity. This is also the function or purpose of the fivefold ministry. Um, there comes a time when the wheat and the tares must be separated and God says that time is very nigh. And then he posed this question. He's asking you now. He asked me <laughs> and now he's asking you, has the devil left evil seed in you? Has the devil left evil seed in you, in your ground, um, perhaps through soul ties, uh, old wounds. We may say that we're not bitter, that we've forgiven, but God is asking, are we well though? Are we actually well? Are we healthy? Um, are we actually okay? Or as my Nigerian friends would say, are you actually okay? You know, but some of us are not okay. And some of us are very unhealthy. Our hearts are very unhealthy. Some of us went through inner healing and deliverance, but we still have a heart problem. We need what I would call heart work or heart surgery, which is the reason why I'm doing mindset coaching now. If you're not aware, um, I did start mindset coaching and um, it's offered on my website. I will leave the link uh, somewhere on the screen or in the box below. Um, if you're interested in mindset coaching, I don't coach for a fee. 
um, it is by donation only. Um, but the reason why is because it's actual work, you know, mindset coaching and, and, you know, this whole mindset thing is actually work. We have to train our minds, uh, to think correctly. We have to work in the garden of our hearts. And so he's saying, are we doing the work in the garden of our hearts? Um, the Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it? And if our eye or our heart be darkened, then how deep is that darkness? Um, so many wicked and evil things um, can enter and lodge themselves in our hearts. And um, so many, you know, things need to be uprooted as well. Um, I heard the Lord say that, um, yes, there are different rooms in a person's temple that demons can and do occupy if we open the door for, for them through agreement. Um, and, you know, and if we're not careful to nurture our deliverance or, you know, maintain our deliverance once we receive deliverance, um, those things will remain. Those things will enter back in and uh, our end would be worse than our beginning. But they don't come in and just go anywhere in your body and just live anywhere in your body. Um, I.e., you know, you, you got pretty feet. So the demon decides to live in your in your big toe or in your pinky toe, you know, because he knows when you wear open toe shoes, it's it's going to entrap a man, etc. Or, you know, the demon decides to live, you know, in, in your lips or in your eyes, etc. Because he wants to use that, you know, I, I, I don't believe that. I believe that those rooms are the chambers of our hearts. I believe that. I believe they're the chambers of our hearts, because that is the seat of the mind, uh, the will and the emotions, um, i.e. the steering wheel of our of your car. Um, they want to be in the driver's seat. And uh, we'll talk about more about that topic in the coming weeks, along with the seven deadly sins, which, which is something the Lord also uh, laid on my heart, the seven deadly sins. Um but uh, let's identify what's actually hindering us from growing because this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to actually identify what is hindering us from growing uh, or from growing properly. What is in your garden? What is in your garden? Uh, the Lord said, only the pure in heart shall see me. Only the pure in heart shall see the Lord. We know that Jesus said that that was one of the Beatitudes David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, O Lord. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Uh, God says, don't let Satan sow seed into the garden of your heart. Your own personal garden of Eden is your heart, the Lord says. That is your Garden of Eden. Um, and there are serpents in, that enter into the Garden of Eden. There are evil beasts that enter into the Garden of Eden. Although the heart is a beautiful place. Um, but there are serpents and there's all kinds of things that can enter and begin to reproduce in that garden. 
It is our job, the Lord says, to be a good gardener and to do the work and make sure that we produce good fruit. Jesus was also known to be a gardener. He often spoke about gardening in one way or another. It is only when we abide in him that we can bring forth good fruit. We must still root out. We must still throw down. We must still cut off, cast out, and destroy the works of the devil. That the fruit of the Holy Spirit will grow up into full maturity and manifest as Christ in us the hope of all glory and the life source of all mankind. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And if we allow him to enter our hearts and if we receive the truth of who he is and what he stands for and allow that to penetrate our heart and allow him to reveal and expel the darkness that is in our hearts, then and only then Will we be free indeed? Genesis, the garden of the actual garden of Eden, the serpent entered there and he beguiled Eve. He deceived her with his mixture of lie and truth. One thing we must always remember is that the devil not only lies, but he is a liar. Jesus said he is a liar and the father of it. Demons lie. That's one thing we have to remember. Demons lie. God told them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had been created to only know good um, and to only do good because their hearts were pure. And with a pure heart, that is all you can do because that is all you can see. That is all you can see. Jesus said only the pure in heart can see God. Eve received the lie of the serpent. She conceived and brought forth evil. Evil. Now watch this. Evil, right? We see the word ev as in Eve. And then we see the word ill. I-L-L. The Lord says once bitten, she became ill. She became sick unto death, the opposite of everlasting life. Sin is a sickness that brings forth death. And if you notice, she literally brought forth good and evil seed into the earth in the form of Cain and Abel. One of the consequences of sin is a mixture or fusion of good and evil, which brings confusion. We begin to say one thing, but do another. Our words and our actions become inconsistent. We become double-minded. We lose balance, which is the beginning of a great fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Amen. Um, so Eve, she began to know this thing called evil. She became acquainted with evil. She even intimately became acquainted with evil. He entered her soul and became one with her through an agreement of acceptance. How can two walk together except they be agreed? And she did accept and she took on his likeness and became exactly what he was. 
subtle, cunning, deceitful. Then she began to perpetuate his evil. She began to carry out his evil plan, his evil plot, not only to destroy her, but to destroy others as well. Why? Because she could no longer see. She could no longer discern the difference between good and evil. Once bitten, it becomes hard to see. You lose your sight. You lose your edge. You lose your purity. That is your edge. You lose your virtue. That is your edge. You lose your holiness, your righteousness. That is your edge. You lose your sense of discernment, your sense of understanding, and you become confused. Your vision becomes blurred. You see one thing, but you think it's another. You can't see clear anymore the actual difference between good and evil. Evil looks good and good looks evil. Amen. Um, and I, I, I want to share with you a little bit here um, what I... Uh, understood about this blinding because blinding every time a serpent uh, bites you or any kind of serpent uh, cannot cause blindness. It is the spitting cobra um, that is able to cause blindness. Uh, spitting cobra is the name given to one, to one of the snakes of the family of Elapidae belonging to the genus Naja or Hemachatus. If I'm saying that correctly, these snakes, they have the ability to spit their venom um, up to three meters to blind their predators or their prey. Amen. And so that's a little uh, knowledge for you there concerning blindness that the serpent causes. Um, once bitten, once bitten, he said, if you notice, um, Adam and Eve, they went um, afterwards and they began to put on fig leaves covering themselves because they couldn't understand or see the difference anymore between good and evil. They didn't know that their nakedness or their transparency was actually the way that God created them. <laughs> they, we were created to be transparent and it was actually good. God called it good. Uh, there was nothing wrong with them until they fell, until they were ensnared. They were unashamed, naked and unashamed, transparent and unashamed. But after the fall, they began to cover their shame. Um, they covered themselves instead of allowing God to cover them and to protect them. And because they could no longer see clearly, they began to reach for things to help them see. Once bitten by the serpent of religion, you become blind and you become paralyzed with fear because you can no longer see or function as you're supposed to. You even begin to look for things, fig leaves, to help you cover the fact that you cannot see. You begin to pretend as if you can see because of your pride, the pride that has entered your heart um, from the bite of the serpent. Others look at you and they see you functioning well, but they cannot tell from whence you are functioning. They hear your words, but they cannot tell from whence you speak. Um, when we are insufficient or 
lacking the proper function or suffering lack, in other words, we begin to search, we begin to feel around. When a person goes blind, they start to feel around and search for what they need or what they are lacking. This is why poor people steal because of lack. Um, the Lord says, are we spiritually poor, blind, wretched, miserable, and naked? Are we spiritually bankrupt? Are we spiritually dry? Let us be honest. Let us search our hearts and speak the truth in our hearts. Let us not lie to ourselves. Let us not lie to one another. Let us not be wise in our own eyes. Let us not be wise in our own conceit. Let us not deceive one another and defraud one another and speak evil of one another. Let us not bite and devour one another anymore. Let us not be selfish and self-righteous anymore. Let us not elevate ourselves anymore in order to put others down. Let us consider our own selves and pray for one another, lest we also become ensnared. Let us consider one another's weaknesses as well as celebrate one another's strengths. Let us not be desirous of vainglory. Let us not be envious nor jealous of one another. Let us love one another as Christ has loved us. Let us be wise in our dealings with one another, but harmless as doves. Now, it is one thing when we sin within ourselves, right? We sin, um, uh, the, the scripture says that uh, when we sin, we sin against our own bodies, right? Um, when your sin is affecting you, you know, that's one thing. But when your sin is affecting others, when your sin is contaminating others, you are projecting your sin or your iniquity upon others and bringing them into sin with you. That is a whole nother thing. It's not a different kind of sin or a greater sin um, per se, but it makes God very angry. And these are the kinds of things that Apostle Paul spoke about that needed to be exposed, that needed to be, you know, when he said, don't eat with such a brother or sister, but expose them. Right. Um, so why? Because their sin is affecting others around them. They're infecting or affecting others and bringing them uh, into a snare. And so I just wanted to share that piece because God did lay that on my heart as well. But the Lord says here, let us love one another as Christ has loved us. And let us be wise in our dealings with one another, but harmless as doves. That means not intentionally trying to cause harm to others. Did you know that the spirit of religion is evil? It is the spirit of Antichrist masquerading, pretending, performing, and professing to know God, but in works denying him denying him, denying his true nature. What is the divine nature of God? It is love unconditional. The greatest commandment is to love God, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Let us go back and read 1 Corinthians 13 again. 
the Lord says, because we have a bad habit of reading the word, hearing the word, repeating the word of God, but not doing the word of God, because we did not make sure that that word was safely planted in our hearts. We did not lay it to heart. We did not purpose in our hearts to do that which we heard. This is the meaning of the word work. You have to work your ground intentionally. Go there in your mind and examine your garden. Is your soil fertile? Make sure that we are applying the word and that it sinks deep into the ground of our hearts and that it's fully covered, that it is watered and nurtured with sunlight, plenty of sunlight, so that it may grow and we may become, uh, as God said about Joseph, a fruitful bow. God wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to bear good fruit, not evil fruit, not contaminated fruit, not fruit that's covered or injected with pesticides, not fruit that looks good but is not good for you, uh, not nutritious for others or does not bring life to others once they eat or partake of that fruit. He doesn't want us bringing forth fruit that eventually brings death to others, just like that serpent in the Garden of Eden. Satan is the father and ruler over all the children of pride. Beware of pride. The Spirit of God reiterates, beware of pride. Let not Satan get a foothold in your garden. Let not Satan sow his evil seed into your garden, that the fruit of your garden, the fruit of your womb come out contaminated, come out mixed up and impure. God does not want a mixture to come out of us. He will let that which is impure die off first before he blesses a mixed multitude. He only wants to bless the pure in heart. The discerning eye can see well and understand the difference between good and evil. The fruit will always tell the root. The fruit will always tell the root. The actions will always reveal what's been in the heart the whole time. Brothers and sisters, let us take heed to these words. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Till your ground. Put in the work so that we will reap a joyful harvest and not a grievous one. The Bible says that wisdom is too high for a fool. In other words, a foolish person will overlook, move past, disregard the wisdom of God, the wise counsel and instruction of his Holy Spirit, and this will in turn become his demise. Please, I beseech you in the name of Christ Jesus, guard your hearts. I love you all. I'm going to leave you with that. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.